Hi, everybody. Brian Davis here. Longhorn Confidential is brought to you by Zaxby's. Zaxby's taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order at zaxby's.com. Here with Kirk Bowles and Cedric Golden, it's Longhorn Confidential time once again. Coming off the bye week, boys, first off, are you rested? Are you relaxed? No, I had to go to Arlington cover the Aggie game. Cedric was working too. Daddy was working too. We're both working. Yeah. Did you I, take I off? Working. You're rested. I'm rested. Okay. I'm rested. one of the three of us. Rested, rejuvenated, and ready to start uh, Texas's long push to uh, the Big 12 Championship game. Did we'll he say see. it out loud? We'll he see. said it out loud. I, I may have said it out loud because that's probably where I think this is all. This whole uh, roller coaster is headed. But first off, Texas back to action this week after taking the off week. They are headed to West Virginia. Go see some Mountain Mama on those country roads this week. West Virginia is 3-1. The 11th-ranked Longhorns <clears throat> are also 3-1 and one, with their only loss being to LSU. But obviously the big news this week is the injury front and going into this game and how everyone's feeling. I thought the interesting news today, boys, was that B.J. Foster was cleared to practice on on Sunday, so he's probable for the game. Uh, we'll find out on Tuesday, most likely, uh, how Colin Johnson is looking and DeMarvion Overshone, uh, a receiver and a safety. Now, if you can get Foster and Overshone back, that suddenly makes uh, Texas fans feel really good about the situation in the secondary. But said, as we've talked before, uh, as long as they got Sam Ellinger, I think I think they'll be competitive and be just fine. No, as long as they have number eleven, it's going to be all good. Sam Ellinger turned twenty-one on Monday. Today's the birthday boy, along with Derek Kerstetter. He's legal, you know. And you know when we look at what's coming up, Sam didn't have his best moment as a freshman mm-hmm. in Morgantown, right? And and he has come of age here two years later, and I think. As long as he's at the operations, as long as he's healthy, we keep saying it, they're going to be in every game they play. I'm still a little bit worried. Colin Johnson apparently hasn't practiced in three weeks. That's more serious than we could have ever imagined. Now, now to be fair, we do know that Herman, when he says that someone is hurt, that player could be dead. With Tom Tom Herman's scale of injuries, say, if he was dead, I think he'd tell us. I don't know. I don't know. He's been pretty upfront about injuries, and that's true. To your point, Cedric, that is true. Have they really missed Colin Johnson? I mean, no, they are no. loaded. That's their best position. Would wide you say receiver. Loaded. You never, never say the L word. What loaded? Yeah. Oh, oh maybe that just happens in fantasy football. Yeah. But you say loaded. That's hey, scary. Brennan Eagles stepped in for Colin Johnson, and he's a better deep threat than Colin Johnson. Absolutely. Devin Duvernay hadn't dropped a pass since he was six years old. You know, uh, Jake, Jake Smith. Smith. Jake Smith. What, has he got four touchdowns now? He passes the eye test. You know, I mean, Malcolm Epps didn't look all that great. but Then they still got John Burt back there. So uh, Well, Danny's not here to carry his water. They but, are loaded know. at wide receiver for now. Well, that's just it. You know, you, you don't want to – I definitely don't want anyone to think that we're disparaging Colin no, Johnson. No, no, he's, he's a, a very he's an excellent good player. player. An excellent player. But, yes, Texas has marched on. Uh, in his absence, I've been really surprised though. I the way that they made it sound like that he was just going to sit out the Rice game and just as a precaution and yeah, be back. Yeah, he did. But for for them to not being like, well, he hasn't been practicing and didn't play against Oklahoma State when it has to be all hands on not, deck. That's not good. For Tom to say he may practice Tuesday leads me to kind of believe he didn't practice at all last week during they, the bye week. Should I even say it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Are they redshirting Colin Johnson? Oh, gosh. Here we go. Hey, how about that? Dana Hogerson would redshirt him. (laughs) But but serious thought, though, on Colin. Look, Texas is a double-digit road favorite this week. They shouldn't have any problems 
Shouldn't. Mountaineers, knock on wood. If, if they're as me, good as we think they are, they should Exactly, exactly. So, said my question to you is, don't you just sit number nine down one more week and have him ready for OU? Damn right. I don't play him. I don't even take him. Why Why do I want a guy with a bad hamstring on a two-and-a-half-hour flight to Morgantown? No way. Keep him in the treatment room, electrolysis, whatever they do, electrical stimulant, whatever you do for that kind of injury. Get him ready for the Red River rivalry shootout, whatever you want to call it. I don't think Colin Johnson should even make this trip. I need to, I'd say he stays well, home because, I, like you said, Duck, yeah. I don't think they need him to be West Virginia. So I don't why think take so. It? If they play to their level, there's no way they should miss a really good talent like Colin Johnson. And I say it will be all hands on deck against OU next week. So, I don't, you know, the other thing that I was curious when he said Jordan Whittington, he said, I don't know if he'll be cleared to practice or not this week. I was going, whoa. Didn't know he was that close. He's on the fast and track. I think they want him ready for OU, so maybe he does practice a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if he's able to practice this week. Maybe get him five carries to West Virginia, get hit a little bit, get back in football shape because they need everybody for OU. Well, let's talk about West Virginia real quick because this is not your uh, your father or grandfather's Mountaineers. Will Greer is long, Will Greer and his horns down chaos are long gone. Dana is now in Houston. This is a totally different West Virginia team. Uh, they're averaging 25 points a game, which is not that great. Typically in college football, if you are under 30, <clears throat> you're probably not that good. They opened with a win over James Madison, a uh, 1AA team or FB, uh, F, FCS team. Whichever. Uh, lost to Missouri. Uh, beat North Carolina State, which is th- which is 3-2, and two, I believe, and then uh, beat up on uh, old Les Miles and those Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, said, I mean – there's no, I don't see a reason to get into any matchups or anything on this game. I mean, Texas cruises, right? I think they cruise. I think West Virginia, even at even with this soft schedule, is better than we thought they'd be starting out three and one. Um, I just think I think the Longhorns usually the te- the team with the best quarterback and the team with the most talent is going to win regardless of venues. So I've got to give it to the Longhorns. If Sam Ellinger plays like Sam Ellinger and those receivers are those receivers. They've shown that they can stop the run, like Tom said, and they've shown that they can win when they don't play well. That's a big deal. They did not play well against Oklahoma State in several areas, and yet they figured out a way to win. That's a sign of maturity. Winning is not hoped for now at Texas. It's expected. That's a big deal. Absolutely. Kirk, you you and I and Cedric have talked about this exact topic, that Texas will never get back to being – Texas, if you will, until you can look at the schedule and say, okay, that's an automatic win, automatic win, automatic win. And I think they're inching closer to that. Yeah. I if think they're not so there already. Too. If they're not there already. Well, you're right. And this should be the automatic win. You touched on it. 25 points a game is very pedestrian in today's game. They average 107 yards rushing. 107. They rank 117th. And Austin Kendall, the quarterback transfer from Oklahoma, is a first year starter. For them, it's on six touchdowns, three picks. Nothing they do scares you. The scariest thing there is the environment, the venue, the venue, you the know, crowd. and you pucker up and you don't play well. You no, play wait a sloppy. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Tom said that's irrelevant where you play. It is irrelevant if you're a great team. Are they not great? Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? They're not well, great they, yet. Well, if they work West Virginia, will that tell us that they're great? I don't think so. No, but we're, great teams do. That won't tell us that much. I think a good team should go in there and work West Virginia. Sure, they yes. should. 
A good, but a great team should beat LSU at home, right? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. They were right there. They they yeah. were right there. They so, were right there. I mean that that's a fifty fifty toss up game. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not going to discount them for for losing to Joe Burrow. That guy's a stud horse. No, no, no discredit to them at all losing that game. Well, to me, to me, if we look at here, we are. Uh, you know, the calendar is about to flip to October, and this football program is exactly where we kind of thought they would be. Uh, coming out of LSU, remember remember after the LSU game, we said, look, if Texas just takes care of business, they will remain highly ranked, remain right on the cusp of the uh, of the top ten, and you beat Oklahoma, you're right back in the uh, you're right back in the mix. Which it sounds kind of crazy that we're talking about this, but it absolutely is true. If Sam Ellinger plays his tail off the next two weeks, they beat West Virginia, they beat Oklahoma. I would bet that number eleven probably plays a pivotal role in that. If Texas does that. Now you're in the CFP conversation, your quarterback's in the Heisman conversation, and you're right back in the front row, so to speak. And we're eating tea cakes, and we're thinking of great road trips in January. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you guys already picking them to beat Oklahoma? No, that's, I'm not. That's the sense I I'm getting. I just said if, if, Well, I know. If. That's what I'm asking. Are they? Are they going to beat Oklahoma? Well, I don't think Oklahoma's played as good a schedule as people as it looks. They I mean, haven't. They have. I mean, so absolutely. If, if you're an Oklahoma fan, Kirk, yeah, aren't you sitting there going, "Well, we know the quarterback's real good, but how good are we really?" Well, and they had four new offensive line starters coming back. With the thing that really impresses me, how easily they're scoring. You know, and Houston is not a terrible team. You know, Derek UCLA, King was still UCLA playing. is though. Well, they beat Washington State. The fat, happy, dumb uh, <laughs> players for uh, Mike Leach. Well, he just gets after his players yeah. after What's a loss. What's wrong with no him? One. He can't help himself. They're and I, fat. And, and, they're and, dumb. To digress just a second, I didn't hear Mike say I didn't coach a good game. He's never. Maybe, he's never taken the. And maybe the blame. it's your fault. They're playing fat, dumb, happy, and entitled. So, but no, you're right. Oh, you hadn't been tested. Their defense is marginally better. But one thing I like today was brian's question about what do you know about your team and he said i know we can stop the run and i know our quarterbacks as good as there is in the country and i know we need to do a little bit better on pass defense eh, a little bit they rank 124th i love i love i love that he's self-aware about what's going on in his room and he's he's willing to say it publicly because there are times under mac and charlie where those guys would never never say it i mean what needs to be done mm-hmm. but i I'm, the fact that tom said it is kind of, to me, a feather in his cap. I still believe that um, OU is is way better than they were, I think, offensively. I think Jalen Hurts. No, better than Kyler Murray? No, no. I think Jay, I just think Jalen, with, with the defenses they're facing this year, I think Kyler Murray faced a few better defenses this year. I think the Big 12's down this year defensively. And I think that Texas is the only good defense that Jalen Hurts is going to face. He's been putting up video game-type numbers. And, um, you know, maybe Kyler had better receivers because he had Hollywood Brown and C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, I just I just think that the uh, Sooners seem to be more for- formidable offensively uh, given the defenses that they've been playing against so far. And see, to me, the, and, we'll, and we'll obviously d- delve more into this next week, but to me, I think if you're an Oklahoma fan, you want Texas to keep winning. I mean, obviously, you're going to want to. Sure. Be, you're going to want to. That be, helps your CFP. Absolutely. Argument. You you want to get Texas in a rematch in Arlington because you look around the rest of the league. Rest of the league's not that good. Well, because we we, all, we thought Iowa State would be great, and you know, and then they've given it up a little bit. And then there was, the, and then from a national perception standpoint, there was no one below Texas, Texas OU or OU Texas, and then Iowa State, and then there was everyone else. And yeah. with Iowa State losing to Baylor, national perception is it's a two man league now. 
it, I mean, people aren't respecting Baylor, even though I was at, at that game, picked Baylor to win, and Baylor really played well for most of that game and was the better team. But if you're looking at how the nation is looking at the Big 12, mm-hmm. they're not looking at the Big 12 as OU Texas, uh, Baylor, and everybody else. It's OU Texas and everybody else. Correct. Well, Iowa, I, State, Iowa State did not help the Big 12 cause nationally. I would I give more them. respect to Oklahoma State, which I put in my top 25. I think they're legitimately a really good team. Now, their defense isn't great. You know, they got a very good secondary, but they've got just an electric offense. I think Oklahoma State could probably beat any team in the nation outside the top six mm-hmm. or so. I think they're that good and that electric. So, But I agree with you, Seth. I, I think the perception is that it's down. You know, Iowa State, okay, yeah, you won eight games two years in a row, but now you're kind of back to the old Iowa State, and Bayer's not going to really get national respect, especially when the, you play a non-conference schedule like TCU. You lost all – not all credit, but you lost a lot of credit when you lost to SMU. Absolutely, even with SMU being ranked, they got punked. There'll be there'll be uh, plenty of time to talk about Jalen Hurts, uh, Rambo, CD Lamb, the whole the whole nine uh, next week on Longhorn Confidential. But let's finish up here. Let's go around the horn real quick, guys. Mac Brown, what'd you think of uh, North Carolina's game? I thought it was the absolute correct decision to go for two. We can discuss the play call, but uh, Mac has it going there. It looks like. I think Mac has brought some credibility to that football program. Um, hated that call. Didn't hate the decision because we were in the press box in Waco, and I was like, you got to go for two, Mac. You're two yards away from, from a from huge beating win, number one Clemson. But you call an option play against one of the fastest defenses in the country. I'd just rather you go back and, and pass it or just hand it off and see if a guy can get two yards. I just I hated the call. I loved the decision. Happy that Mac is, is, has the eyes on him of a nation north carolina is not a tough out and um yeah it would have been cool to see if he had won that would have thrown the cfp into a tizzy duck yeah and i wonder on two fronts i i like the call i like him going for it anyway the decision that is uh and i also wonder is clemson not quite clemson anymore i put ohio state number one in my poll and alabama number two and i dropped clemson to three and to be honest with you, I really consider dropping Clemson more like five or six because I feel like maybe I'm not giving enough due to Auburn. Where'd you put Ohio State? So, number one. Okay. But you always you always overrate in your in your your. How's votes. that? You, it's very fluid. You'll drop them. They all the tell way you down. to be fluid. It's in the instructions. But be it, fluid. Make drastic changes. Look if you at want. the last few national champions, and everybody's gone through at least one game where it's been tough to Clemson win. Clemson hadn't looked that great all year. Speaking of teams you know. that speaking of teams that did not look that great, uh, let's talk about what happened in South Florida real quick. Uh, Shane Bouchelle went down there and simply worked the South Florida Bulls. Guys, the only Chuck. reason the only reason we care about this is because our of, friend uh, Charlie, our friend Charlie Strong, and his ties to Texas. Is Charlie Strong's days numbered at South Florida? They've been they're beyond numbered, and and I saw a nice tweet. No, it wasn't nice. It was funny tweet over the weekend while that was happening. Someone tweeted, oh, my God, Shane Bouchelle's about to get Charlie Strong fired twice. Ooh. <laughs> I know. Ooh, I know. Oh I know. That's I know. That's, that's funny. But uh, Charlie hasn't – Charlie's won one game out of his last 12 or 13. Is that right? Yeah, he lost six straight uh, last year. And, and he's won in – Four. So so he's won one game out of his last 10. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's out of there. 
and I don't know uh, I don't know when their bye week is, but that's usually the time you can make a change and and transition to someone else, an interim or whatever. But uh, you can't you just can't go one in ten for the money that these guys. Well, are it's, it's totally a money decision. Can they afford to fire him? You know, a lot of programs can't fire their coach because the buyout. Uh, the payout is so big, uh, but you look at a Rutgers, they fired Chris Ash already, you know, calendar One and three, not even October and he's out. So, mm-hmm. but they're trying to land Greg Schiano apparently. So, uh, did you he know. used to coach there already? Oh I, yeah. yeah. He was a big winner. That's Why how he, he got going, the Tampa Bay job. Why would he go back? Cause he can't get a head coaching can't job. Can't get a head coaching job. He wanted the Tennessee job, but, but isn't he a DC in the him. NFL now? No, he quit the Patriots. He quit the Patriots. Okay. He wasn't D.C., but he was on their staff. Let's talk about something else that nobody can get enough of, and that is uh, Texas and Texas A&M talk. Boys, uh, I was at the Texas Tribune panel on Friday with uh, Chris Del Conte and uh, Ross Bjork, both the A&M, uh, the, the Texas athletic director and the A&M athletic director, um, and uh, Matthew Watkins of the Texas Tribune. He opened the conversation by saying, I, as a journalist in Texas, it's sort of my duty by law to ask when are we going to see that game again. And they both gave politically correct answers, and it made for a good 24-hour dust-up a little bit. But getting y'all both here, um, Kirk, you saw the Aggies in person. Should you know Woulda, coulda, shoulda, but they did beat Arkansas, a team that is as mediocre as it gets. What do you think? Should they should should there be more serious talk about getting the Texas series restarted again or not? Absolutely, it should be more serious talk. Can we get over the hurt feelings I mean, first, the loss was the loss Dodds, the AD at Texas, now retired, was miffed and and pissed off when A&M went to the SEC and said, well, we're not going to schedule y'all again unless it is on our terms. And A&M took that to mean, well, we didn't cancel the series. Texas did. Well, you kind of did cancel it when you changed conferences. Mm-hmm. Nobody put a gun to your head, A&M, and made you change conferences. They needed the money. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't have ended the rivalry. Uh, Texas could, couldn't do that arbitrarily anyway. So I, I, to me, get over the, the hurt feelings. It's one of the best rivalries in college football. Play it early in September, maybe the opener or maybe a week two, and play it home and home or play it at energy. Play it somewhere. It takes two to tango, and the Aggies need to step to the plate. The Longhorns have, have wanted to play them. I know the Aggies have that rough, rough, division they play in every year it's easier to schedule a cupcake easier to schedule a charlotte an sfa but do you really want to add texas to alabama and lsu they probably don't yeah clemson yeah but they can probably they can hide behind the fact that that they're playing a tough division schedule but uh i think they'd rather lose to clemson than lose, lose to, to the long Are you saying they're <laughs> you, are you saying they're afraid of Texas? They're they're afraid of of they're saving face by not playing Texas. Mm-hmm. If they if they schedule Clemson, they go hey, hey we schedule Clemson. That's the best team in the country. Okay, yeah, but you know what? You get beat by Clemson. People in College Station are like, oh, it's Clemson. But yeah, boy, if you lose to those Bevos, ugh, it's rough. Apparently, Texas is willing to take that chance and and, yeah. and schedule A and M. And chance losing to them. It's a it's a game that should be played. College football is better when schools that hate each other are getting after it every year. Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn, Texas, and Texas A and M to go with Texas and OU. 
it just has to happen. And hopefully Del Conte and the the new AD at A&M will get on the same page and they'll make this happen. Well, <clears throat> we have, uh, we're going to make it happen in Morgantown this weekend, that is for sure. Uh, the Statesman crew will be live and in living color in Pittsburgh and then in Morgantown for a uh, fascinating day of uh, gridiron action, I can't I'm sure. wait. I can't wait for that trip. Yeah. Well, you're going to keep waiting. I know that because you're not going. Well, well, <laughs> well, well, now that you mention it, I can't wait for y'all to leave town. I guess I buried the lead. <laughs> Here we go. The truth, the <laughs> the truth, truth comes out. out. <laughs> well, you know what? While we are in Morgantown, said you can take Longhorn Confidential to Zaxby's, where Ooh. Zaxby's, Woo! they are taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order on Zaxby's.com. This has been Longhorn Confidential.